Hey guys, welcome to this bonus episode of the Haas Lady Podcast. I've been sitting down with different experts and just chatting about how our worlds all collide in some form or fashion with organizations. So this is just two folks sitting down to chat, learn about each other's expertise. So sit back, grab some coffee and tea, hang out with us while we chat. Enjoy. There was a there was something online that I saw the other day and it was so cool and I'm wondering what your thoughts are about it. It was a uh, like a reel or a video or something where the before picture was the laundry area just with mountains of dirty clothes. Like you uh-huh. couldn't really even see the washer and dryer, right? <laughs> and the the wording on it, the caption was so amazing to me. It said It really doesn't matter how it got this way. All that matters is starting now, we are fixing it together as a family. Yes. What does that make you think of? So I have like the three steps. They they actually correlate with three rules. So my rule number one is we don't judge. We don't judge. We clear it. It does not matter that we have been in a depression for the past six months and our house looks like absolute crap. Mm. We we stop judging. We just go ahead and clear it. And then rule number two is we don't cheat. We don't cheat. We commit. So the cheating can be either cheating yourself out of a life that you really want, cheating yourself by shoving stuff into cabinets and drawers that, It doesn't need to go. Mm -hmm. Cheating could be just, you know, taking all the things that you want to keep and shoving it into a drawer until it's like you can't even shut the drawer. You're cheating yourself out of a convenience thing because now you've got your sweaters in a drawer that you can't close. So you've got extra sweaters that are going to sit on your, you know, chair in your bedroom. Yeah. When you all it takes, just get rid of half of those sweaters. You don't need them. Mm-hmm. So that's the cheating part. We don't cheat. We commit. We commit to putting things exactly where they go. We commit to putting things in their home. We commit to not keeping more than we need. Right. And then rule number three is we don't quit. We don't quit. We reset. Mm-hmm. So anytime you, you're done with a process or done with your day and you clean up your desk, you're going to reset it. And the quitting, like, we're not going to just quit in the middle of a project. You can take a break. Mm-hmm. You can take as long as you need, but you're going to come back to it and we're going to reset that space. So the resetting is kind of like the thing you're going to do for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't quit that. We're just going to always make sure that the countertop is clean or that your your desk is clean or whatever. Yeah. So that's kind of where that goes. So the judgment part, mm. the rule number one is you're right. It does not matter how it got this way. Um, I'm not going to judge my partner. I'm not going to judge my kids. I'm not going to judge whoever lives with me. I am going to say, let's just clear it up. Yeah. You know, let's just, let's just clear it up, not clean it up. Let's just clear it out. Mm-hmm. You know, let's just clear it up where, It does not matter how it got this way. We're just going to start now. And 
that definitely takes a lot of shame out of it. Mm-hmm. It definitely takes the the judgment and the the anger right. and all of that takes it away. Mm-hmm. And that is the hardest thing mm-hmm. for our generation, I think, to deal yeah. with because we were mm-hmm. shamed mm-hmm. into cleaning and shamed into keeping things tidy or whatever. Yeah. And I don't want that for the next generation. You're right. Like we are, we are raising these children to like be the next Mm -hmm. humans of the world. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that we have to bring it back and, and dial it in. So, yeah. And that goes to what, what is intrinsic or internal motivation? Certainly not shame. And I think it's interesting that you bring up like the, um, the millennials, the Gen Xers, the kids who were raised in the 80s. We just did it out of so many things that kind of were brought back to like fear or shame. Mm-hmm. Like my parents were great at raising me, but I feared them. Yes. I did not want to make them mad, but I mean, it was inevitable. And it's just now that I'm a, a coach and I'm like, oh, that's right. I was convinced. That like, if I could just please my mom and dad and just keep them happy, they'd be happy with me. Mm. But, you know, because people are people, all our shit came up anyways. Like, it's just inevitable. Your shit's going to come up. Yes. And so learned helplessness is another like big hot topic in education. Yeah. Like. These kids, as a generalization, like the, these kids are doing nothing. They will, they will literally sit there and and not think and not do and not answer questions. And they'll wait for like, well, what am I going to get? Like, is there a prize? <laughs> and that's the motivation is the external reward. Mm-hmm. So a lot of teachers are, are talking about how, um, there's no internal award, uh, reward or motivation anymore. Now, as a life coach, I know that's a lie. Right. Right. But I feel that as a teacher, if I'm just stepping into my teacher self. Yeah. And so can you talk to, about like internal motivation, internal reward, and how it relates to like organizing? Yeah. So it all comes back to, and I've heard this phrase, like happy, clean house, happy mom, or whatever that is. Right. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. Like, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I feel like when you are setting the example up front, like the bowl situation, you're not getting mad at your son for not putting the bowl away. We're just going to take care of it, and we're going to let them know we're taking care of it. And so we've taken the shame out of it. We've taken the anger out of it. But what it comes back to is how are we talking about the house or the the space as it's cleaned, cleared? (laughs) (laughs) How are we talking about it? Mm -hmm. Um, So like, let's say, for example, you've always had the... um, the routine of Saturday morning, we're going to, you know, 
take everything and put it away where it needs to go. We're going to set the weekend up. So Saturday for the first three or four hours, you're doing the cleaning house routine. Uh But how about we have done it all week long in little chunks every day. We've reset every space every single day. So Saturday morning comes around and we're like, oh, look how nice the house is because we all worked hard this week. Let's go to the movies at 10 o'clock in the morning. Let's we don't need cleaning Saturday anymore. We've already done everything. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about, there's not a, an external reward, but the internal reward is I have, I have my Saturday is free. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I can do whatever I want. I'm not required to sit here and clean the house right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another way to talk about it is to just like, you know, when you come in and you put things away, um, let's say the next morning, you're like, um, the kid's like, I can't find my whatever. Oh, Mm -hmm. but remember, we have a home for that now. Mm -hmm. We're going to put it on this wall where we keep our backpacks and our books and things. And Mm -hmm. then every morning, you're not going to have to look for it. Mm -hmm. So you're not necessarily telling them that they're cutting out stress of their life, yeah. but you're just making life easier because, oh, remember you're, you put it there. And if you didn't, that's okay. Just remember that's where we're going to put it. So we don't have to look for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It takes that, that hectic stress out of the mornings. And mm-hmm. so they're being responsible by putting things where they go so they can easily go back and find them. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking, I was like, man, there has got to be a lot of parallels and similarities in actual physical organizational tools that you use, like hooks and bins and storage mm-hmm. boxes and things between a classroom and a home. Yes. What are what are some of your favorite things that you like every time you have a client, you're like, let's get this on the shopping list right away to get <laughs> your space organized? Because I've been looking at my own house and I'm like, crap. Everything is just on the the fastest, most available horizontal surface. Like we don't, we don't yeah. have bins for toothpaste. Like <laughs> how big, and we've lived here for almost 12 years. I'm like, shit, man, I don't even have a toothbrush holder for a, one of my toothbrushes. Now, as an aside, I have two um, log cabin vacation home rentals. Uh-huh. You better believe that toothbrush holder was the one of the first and before a single guest comes in here, <laughs> we are going to have to have toothbrush holder and a soap holder. I'm like, why do we, that's a whole nother conversation. Like, why do we, <laughs> for others, we're like, oh, we have to have, but for uh-huh. ourselves, we're like, shit, I'll just put my toothbrush like on the first available horizontal surface. Right. So, what are some of your favorite um, actual physical things? So I love in like anything that's visible. Mm-hmm. I love having flat surfaces that are cleaned off, cleared yeah. off. So in order to to keep that clean, like the cabinets need to have their <gasps> own little yes, like organizational systems or whatever. So yes. one thing I have learned through all of this process is if you have a visible let's say shelf mm-hmm. and you want to store things in it. If you keep those in like a basket where it's, you know, you can't see through it. Yes. You have eliminated all the little things that are everywhere into this basket so that it's, it's hidden, but yeah. it's not necessarily um, 
messy, I guess. It's all in one place. So the baskets are really good for visible spaces. If you Mm -hmm. have a pantry with a door or if you have a cabinet with a door and you you have those things in clear containers. Yes. So that you can see easily into it and it's out of my it's out of sight because it's behind a closed door. That's perfectly fine. Um, I think a lot of my clients, their biggest thing is just where they have that junk drawer and things like that. And you just have to take the little containers, little bitty tiny containers and micro organize that kind of thing. You can have an everything drawer. Mm -hmm. Um, I just did Corinne Crabtree's kitchen yesterday. Oh, awesome. I know they have a junk drawer. I was like, (laughs) I love that y'all have a junk drawer. (laughs) Yeah. So she was like, well, we need this here for this and we need this here for that. And I was like, that's fine. So Mm -hmm. I just, compartmentalize those different things Mm -hmm. in their junk drawer. So instead of everything just thrown in there, they have the little separators and bins like that. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it doesn't matter. And I always find this, I always find that you do not have to go out and spend hundreds of dollars at the container store to contain your items. Every job that I've ever done, I have taken the bins that people buy and they, think are helpful and they're just putting Mm -hmm. things in and I empty those bins out to where eventually I have all these extra bins that were being used for something, but not in a, not in a structured way. Yeah. And I'm able to just use the bins they already own Mm -hmm. and, and put things together. Like the teacher I did, she had (laughs) so many bins because I think as a teacher that kind of comes natural, like you want to keep things separated in bins. Um, So she had all these in her desk. And once I pulled all the items out, that clearing stage, I pulled everything out of her desk and I separated it into categories. Um, once everything was in a category, then I could take the bins that I emptied and put the categories into the bins, mm-hmm. put them back in her desk. We always had things left over. Right. So that's kind of what I always see is that you do not have to go out and buy a whole lot of stuff. And I don't recommend that you go out and buy a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. Let me, let me come in and clear out everything. Let's categorize. Let's only keep what we need. Mm -hmm. That's going to eliminate a lot of stuff too. So. Yeah. And like classrooms um, have usually, well, in the elementary world, for sure. One bin per kid, if not two. Mm-hmm. And these are like the magazine box size bins. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember being in my classroom because now I'm in the library. And so I have shelves of thousands of books. Um, but when I was in the classroom, I would be like, well, there's your black crayon. It was in the bottom of your book box this whole time. Mm-hmm. And so those organizational um, things, especially with just the nature of children, um, the things get mixed in. And so if we could even just teach, like we've, you know, kind of said already is like that there's a function for the book box. And so therefore the only thing that should go into the book box are your books. Yes. And I think sometimes committing to that um, as a teacher is where the work is. Because if we're we're like, oh, well, we could put your math notebook into the book box too, because there's space. Yes. (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> Thank you. You right. get it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. If there's space, we're just going to shove it in there. Right. Right. It's like you have a bin. That bin has a purpose. Mm-hmm. Why are you putting other things in that bin? If you mm-hmm. need a bin for your math notebook, mm-hmm. make a bin for the math notebook. Right. It's separating that. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. And this kind of comes back to the, if you need to do like a Friday reset, yeah. everybody check your book box. Is anything in there other than books? Yeah. Everybody check your bin. Is it cleaned out? Do you have anything that shouldn't be there? Where does it need to go? Yeah. You know? just kind of talk it out with them. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying with the, I don't know box and how that's probably going to be like the worst thing ever. Cause kids will just want to put whatever <laughs> the, they want in there. The yeah, learned helplessness box. <laughs> just put it in there. <laughs> I obviously don't teach elementary kids, but when you said that it makes perfect sense. Right. Um, but yeah, if you have, if you don't want that, obviously is to make them think it through mm-hmm. and, you know, like, Find something, hold it up. And this is what I did with my children growing up is when we were trying to clean their rooms. You know, it's everything piled up everywhere. So pick up one thing. What is that? It's a book. Where does it go? The bookcase. You know, pick up a sock. Where does that go? The laundry bin. You know what I mean? Like pick up every tiny thing. Think about it. What it is. What's the purpose? Where does it need to go? And everything should have a place that has that function. So you have a sock drawer or you have a laundry bin, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So that sock, there's only two choices, dirty laundry bin, clean drawer. Yes. So that takes the decision out of it. Mm -hmm. It takes the, 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 I don't know the helplessness out of it. And if they honestly don't know, let's Mm -hmm. say there's like an SD drive card or whatever in their floor. And that's just so random. And they're just like, I literally don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe that's something that your dad has, or maybe that goes to a game. Maybe we Mm -hmm. need to go ask your dad, or maybe let's put it with the other electronic stuff. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Just kind of talk it through. And I get it that that would be difficult when you've got 15 to 20 kids in your classroom and everybody has those questions. Right. But again, just think it through. What do you, where do you think it should go? Yeah. And I, that makes me think of like how important it is in the beginning of a school year um, to get to know your kids. But then also you have to have as a teacher or a librarian, it doesn't matter what you're teaching, what grade level, you have to give time and notice to helping your children learn the classroom. Mm. They have to know, oh, I found a random pencil on the floor. Don't know who it belongs to. I know where to go for this. And a lot of teachers, they have like a pencil can that are uh, for, you know, unassigned people or they need to be sharpened. Like in the elementary world, a lot of the little ones don't sharpen their pencils. We do it for them. Um, but they know to put the the pencil in that can. Mm-hmm. But if we're not even affording the time or the practice to teaching the kids where to find that stuff in the classroom, of Mm -hmm. course, they're going to either not truly know, or they're going to come to us every time they have a little tiny sequence and they're like, what do I do with this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So like in with your home as well, just establishing a new habit, going back to what we said in the very beginning, like 
the the habit pattern, like the map of thinking in your mind, mm-hmm. the order of the things that you're going to say to yourself. When I walk through the door, I put my purse right here. When I walk through the door, a kid needs to learn. I put my backpack on the blank, wherever you've established. Yes. Helps eliminate some of that decision fatigue. And then we have a choice in that moment. It could turn into an emotional thing, or we could just keep ourselves completely neutral and be like, this doesn't mean anything about my kid's future. This doesn't mean anything about me as a mom. We're just in a moment, a split second here where I can be like, oh, remember we put our backpack on the hook Mm -hmm. so that, so that then you can take your binder out. Like I like to teach my students when I was in, in the classroom, like, don't make your parents go searching for your shit. Yes. You take your binder out. You open it up to the day where they need to sign. You put a pencil on the box pointing to the box <laughs> where they need to sign. Yes. All not, just, not just that, but have a place in your house designated for mom and dad need to look at this inbox. Yes. And once they have signed, they can put it in the outbox and the kid mm-hmm. can come put it back in their backpack. Yes. Or we can do it all while we're standing right there and put everything back. But in an ideal world, that works. But like, obviously, you're going to come home. You've got baseball. You've got to like change clothes really quick. Everything's got to go. So if you, yeah, if you make the habit, hang up your backpack, pull out your binder, put it on the inbox side. Mom's going to sign it because she sees it in the inbox. If it's not in the inbox, it doesn't get signed. You have to take it to school and you have to explain to your teacher, oops, I didn't put it in the inbox. I, I didn't do my part teacher. It was, yeah. Cause I get that all the time. Like, well, my dad took my library book out of my backpack. I'm, I'm kind of like, in my mind, I'm like, so, or I'm like, <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> but I'm like, well, did dad come check out the library book or did you like, is it checked out to dad? So the, I think this all goes back to what teachers and parents want more of is just accountable young people in the world. Yes. Yes. Yep. And just accountable, responsible, organized, productive, less stress, Mm -hmm. less anxiety. Take all of those crazy things out Mm -hmm. just by simply talking to your kids, talking to your students about why we're doing this. It's okay if we mess up. We're going to try again tomorrow just having those conversations over and over and over again. And just because it doesn't work the first 10 times. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think parents get crazy is they're like, I have told him 10 times to stop leaving his bowl out. Yeah. 10 times wasn't enough. And that's okay. It, again, it means nothing about them. Mm -hmm. They're just for the past 12 years of their life, they have not put their bowl away. Mm It's not going to happen in 10 days. Yeah, yeah. They're going to need the constant, gentle, neutral reminders. Mm -hmm. And I think that is where we can definitely change the trajectory Mm -hmm. of those kids' lives. Yeah. And I think it's also kind of like we have to keep the faith. We have to, as the adults, keep the belief one day. We will see them think of it on their own and solve their own problems and all of it will be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. All of it. And that helps me at least stop keeping tabs 
Yes. Keeping count. Because one of the big things in the library is when you put your book back, make sure it's spine facing out. Yeah. And I tell myself, I will say this hundreds of times in a week, forever and ever and ever. Amen. I will never stop. (laughs) And kids will never stop putting it backwards because I get it. The spine is so easy to wiggle through the books than the page, like the cover. Yes. It's like on a logical level. I see why they do it. But when they are, you know, fourth grade, because I, I start with them in kindergarten, but when they're fourth graders and fifth graders and I spy a kid putting a book back spine facing out, <laughs> I am like celebrating the shit out of that because I'm like, this is why I do this. This is why we sing the dumb song. This is why because I want them to take pride in knowing yes. that our library looks amazing because of what their efforts are. Yes. And I think at home, it's the same. Yeah. I'm not hung up on my, my kid doing it perfectly just because I'm sitting there staring at the bowl and seething underneath, you know, like <laughs> that's not going to make him put that bowl away. And not if, at all. if he does, it's certainly not, it's certainly not how I want to continue. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I think everything kind of spills over and it's yeah, I think we have a lot that we can teach these kids. And mm-hmm. yeah, this has been amazing, Ashley. Yes, I have had so much fun talking to you, Becky. Thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Well, tell us where we can find you. Can we follow you on social media oh, or yes. do you have anything that you are working on right now? Yes. Everything that if you go to teacher mindset coach, pretty much on any channel, that's me. Um, I am on TikTok. I'm on Instagram, Facebook. I have a podcast called the Teacher Mindset Coach Podcast. And um, yeah, I'm currently in the next couple of weeks, I'm working on a workshop for coaches um, to kind of up-level their their free offering to their clients. Because as a teacher, I love fun and games. Mm -hmm. And I think that we can use fun and games in our products or services as coaches to make it just add that little extra into your clients lives that they maybe weren't bargaining for when they were first, you know, trying to find help. Um, and so like fun is just my, it's my love language. I use it all the time with, with kids too. Like they know that the library is the funnest place on campus and by golly, they're going to behave themselves because they know there's a direct correlation between between being well-behaved in the library and then eventually having fun in the library with game day. Like it's just something that I've leveraged for so long and it's just kind of part of my MO as a teacher. So yeah, anything (laughs) teacher mindset coach, Ashley at teachermindsetcoach.com if anyone wants to email me. And what about you? How can, how can people find you? Yeah, so obviously I have the Haas Lady podcast that's um, Home Organization Simplification Specialist. Awesome. Um, (laughs) I am on Facebook. I have a Haas Lady Facebook page, but I pretty much go through our group, Mm -hmm. which is called the 52 Weeks to a Clutter-Free Life. It's a free group. You're welcome to come in there. We do monthly challenges. Um, If you want to get on that newsletter, you can find all that information on my website, which is thehosslady.com. 
Um, I did have a TikTok account. It had it's it sucked my soul dry. I had to delete the app because I was not being productive. But um, maybe one day I'll get back to it. But but yeah, um, TikTok, Facebook. I am on Instagram. It's all the Hoss Lady. So just Google me, find me, let me know how you found me. Um, I think I think we can change the world, Ashley. I love it yeah. so much. Yeah, you and me, I, I really do think, because like before the podcast got started today, I was like, she should totally like, and this could be, you know, you're up your alley or not, but like, what if you had a company that went in to schools and you served the teachers organizing their classrooms or even just doing a one day workshop being like, here's yes. some of these principles that you can use in your classroom. Like you yes. don't necessarily go in and do the work, but you could teach them this. That's the kind of mindset stuff that is missing for teachers and teachers are owed this kind of information because yes. it, helps, it helps students ultimately, like yeah. it always help the students. But I think that the drive to get teachers to be nourished on a level that's more than you are the instructor of information, you help teach kids so that they can pass a test. It's you're a person, you're a person who needs help in certain areas that we just assume, you know, you know, and like classroom classroom organization is definitely a big one. That's one of those things is like, I think a lot of people perceive that teachers are organized. Yes. And I, from firsthand experience have seen that's not true. Right. It doesn't come naturally. And some people just do not think that process through to the micro level that will change their lives. So you're right. They are owed this information. And I know that my listeners all have children. If not, they have, they know someone with a child Mm -hmm. who will benefit from learning this like crossover information. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you, Ashley. This has been amazing. And you too, Becky. I appreciate you and all your listeners. So um, I'm sure we will talk again very soon. Yes. Yes. Gosh, how fun was this? So fun. Thank you so much, Ashley. This is awesome. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the Host Lady podcast. I am so happy you took time today to change your life for the better. If you or someone you love really struggles with the daily habit of resetting your home, your struggle is almost over. I am so excited to announce that we are about to launch an online course that is going to help you stop cleaning and start living. To learn more, visit thehosslady.com slash get started to get on my mailing list. You don't want to miss this. Until next time, let's get to it.